Support for this podcast comes from CLR Clear. Fight back against annoying household messes with CLR Clear. CLR Clear is tough on dirt and grime all around your home, and we're not just talking about calcium, lime, and rust. They have an entire lineup of cleaning products for your kitchen, bathroom, garage, and more. Visit clrbrands.com to learn more. CLR Clear, fight the clean fight. Eileen Fisher designs simple clothes to make your life easier. Timeless pieces in high-quality materials that are responsibly sourced for less impact on the environment and more positive impact in the world. Visit EileenFisher.com and use offer code GIRLFRIEND to receive $25 off your $100 purchase. That's EileenFisher.com, offer code GIRLFRIEND for $25 off. Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend, a podcast for long-distance besties everywhere. I'm Amina Tussauds. And I'm Ann Friedman. This week on Call Your Girlfriend, we talk mostly, mm, exclusively about periods and menstruation. We discuss the tampon of the future with a little sidebar to black people being left out of the weed boom. We discuss Whoopi Goldberg's period startup or period venture, I guess. Governor of Indiana Mike Pence and what an awful human he is. Show you an opportunity to menstruate on Ted Cruz's face. And uh, many, many more things. Just hang in there with us. I don't think this has ever happened in history that I'm, like, more tired than you. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I feel invigorated. I'm, like, half a bottle of wine deep. I am, like, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, as they say. No, I, like, my, bo- my body is, like, ready to give out. This is, this is what we do for this podcast, endurance. It's true. Although there's something nice. I mean, I know you guys don't know what time it is. It's whatever time you're listening to it. But for us, this is kind of a late night record. This is like late night closet wine moments. This is very late night for us. <laughs> <laughs> I And I, yeah, I love that I'm just like a complete space cadet about the whole thing. But you know what? Like, let's see how this works out. It's going to work out great because today, all, everything we're talking about revolves around one central theme menstruation extravaganza (laughs) you know what in my head there's there's some sort of uterine pun that i feel rupaul would employ in in discussing about this we really should workshop that well very enticing headline in the new york times this weekend which was tampon of the future (laughs) i mean let's be real that's the that's the first thing i read online for the times because i really it really annoys me how by Wednesday they've put the Sunday paper up. That is really upsetting to me. Huh. I thought you were going to say it really annoys you when medical innovation seems to not take women into account. <laughs> that's what really <laughs> That's the me. second most annoying thing to me. <laughs> so basically, you know, you can summarize this like article as super smart Harvard lady engineer creates a tampon that may detect cancer and endometriosis, but encounters misogyny along the way. <laughs> like, oh, I would watch that Lifetime original movie. Like, that's the movie that's happening here. The deeper theme of this article is, yeah, yeah, it's about a tampon from the future. We love that. But it's also about women inventors and what happens when you have a totally homogenous group of people doing all the innovation in a single field. And so, like, in this case, for example, the fact that a woman who menstruates 
is uh, informing the design of this new tampon is totally crucial. The article interviews um, some expert dude. Oh God, Eric Von Hippel, scary name. Um, <laughs> Eric Von Hippel would be studying like uh, tampon <laughs> like uh, patents. <laughs> I mean, Eric Von Hippel, who is apparently a scholar at MIT, studies this. And he he told the New York Times the reason users, I, in this case, people who use tampons, are so inventive. I know. The tech industry always talks about like its customers as it, like as if they were buying drugs. Always. <laughs> it's like, our users. And it's like, no. It's true that we can't quit tampons, though. <laughs> Listen, we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, later period underwear discussion to come. But he says the reason users are so inventive is twofold. One is that they know the needs firsthand. And the the other is that they have skin in the game. Or, in this case, uterine lining in the game. (laughs) (laughs) True, but, like... Let's like back up for a little bit and just talk about how dirty the like innovation invention game is. 92, more than 92% of patent holders are men and more than 90% of venture capital partners are men. So when you have like a great idea from your ideas.biz dot like backslash ladies folder and you're trying to get money for this you're literally faced with like a barrage of men who like don't understand the need for like this particular product. And right. that is and in, really frustrating. And in this case, they, they essentially said, well, okay, like oh, this can only scale to like half the population. It can't like, since men can't use it, what good is it? They even had, they even had investors suggest to them that they do a version that like measured testosterone or may, or did things that so, ultimate you know, that would Ultimate mansplain to like, hi, I'm building the tampon of the future. Why don't you measure testosterone? <laughs> I mean, to be totally honest, I did say, I mean, I was like, okay, well, like, part of the point of this innovation is that women are just like flushing precious genetic material with lots of health information down the toilet every month. Fair, fine, good starting point. But I'm like, mm, if you really took a look at like what men were throwing away that contained precious genetic information, like, too hot for the New York Times. Yeah, right. It's like just thinking about tampons as a um, biomonitoring tool. It sounds so simple, but allegedly nobody else has thought about this or nobody has gotten like this far in the process. But the real thing, like when you read the articles that you realize that it's like, no, actually people have been thinking about it. And the obstacles are gender, science, and the fact that people think that it's gross. Yeah, the tampons from the future, the sexism is from the past. (laughs) Tagline. Oh my god. But yeah, you know, like serious implications for just like for for innovation and for like creativity and also just my my god, women are like such good problem solvers. You know, like this is the ultimate like you know, like they always say like have a moonshot, like solve a problem or whatever. Or maybe they don't say that in your town in San Francisco, like everywhere you go, somebody's working on a dumb moonshot. It's like, what are you working on? And they're like, oh, Uber for pillows. It's my moonshot, (laughs) which is so infuriating. But I was like, this is actually like a fantastic project. And then the more you read about like the like the obstacles that she faced, you just they just wanted to throw the computer away. Yeah, I mean, and when you look at those numbers about the percentage of patent holders who are men and about the essentially investors who enable products like this to go forward who are men, it's like, how 
like I feel like even if I were a male investor, I would I would say, okay, wait a minute, there's an untapped market that's not actually represented here. It would actually, I mean, whatever. And this is, this like- is my big rant about like investment and the way that it just like leaves women and people of color out of the equation. Like diversity is not a moral imperative. I don't think I'm like, whatever, like you can be a bad person. I don't care, but you should consider diversity as a business imperative because you are leaving like cold cash on the table every single time. And that's the thing that really gets me. Oh, so much cold cash. You know, the other thing about the tampon of the future is that she's saying, yeah, like maybe it could also detect sexually transmitted infections. And it's true. Now in like most major cities, you can get a free test for those. But like privacy is something that women are still willing to pay for. And like, you know, this is this is a market opportunity. This is not just like charity. Yeah. And here's the thing, like male dominated funders miss so much stuff, miss the moon cups, miss the period panties miss the sexual assault reporting tools, miss the mammogram apps and all oh, miss the- fertility apps for so long. Yeah, They're like, like now so, just getting, yeah, it's just like, like I never on the eyes are never on the prize. And, but at the same time, like you realize that when women have these like great ideas, they're shut out of the system that would help them like create this. Right. Well, and also the questions that you're used to asking. I mean, one thing that I was struck by when, when, um, with that quote in the article about investors saying, oh my God, what do you mean? It can only scale to 50% of the population maximum. I is know, that, selfish, which is what uh, like men do all the time. I know, but it's like, it's like, actually, like, that's a lot of people. It's not like she's talking about like 2% of, <laughs> you know, of the population. This is like, you know, I mean, 50% is a lot. Like, that's more than the super wealthy people who are going to like, buy your like, vegan meal delivery service for $200 I know, a but week. you don't think that it's a lot when your lizard brain doesn't think that like, women are full people. Like, that's exactly what happens. Oof. It's I hope true. everyone you're pitching your startups to does not hear this. Oh, I've already been blackballed from uh, Silicon Valley pitching. Is it because uh, you called them out on their lizard race? Yes, because like, you know, me and Mark Andreessen are in a war. And so oh. like, clearly it's like, I'm never going to get money. I'm going to have to start one of those like Panama Papers shell company type things if I'm ever asking for money. Because I'm just I mean, like, the people here are tired of me. I mean... Wow. Panama Papers Shell Company in order to get funding? Like, I don't even know how that... That's like... I don't understand how that Venn diagram overlaps. Listen, this has always been my dream. It's to start a company and just have, like, a dummy man as the face of it. But, like, everything else is, like... Like, women run the whole show, but I'm like, we need, like, a tall... We need, like, a tall blonde man to, like, take all the meetings for us. Isn't this a plot of a Whoopi Goldberg movie from the 80s where she pretends to be the administrative assistant, but she's really running things because no one would take her seriously? as the boss oh my god Anne! it is perfect transition because you know who else just got into the period game whoopee fucking goldberg whoopee yes <sighs> whoopee i am not happy with for a lot of things these days because her opinions on like issues such as rape and sexual assault on the view can be really problematic but i feel like she's coming back to the right side with this so Whoopi got into the medical marijuana game by, like, launching this new line of medical marijuana product that's designed for women. She's, like, doing it with this woman who's an edibles maker, which, like, a dream job, maybe? Maybe. Called Maya Elizabeth. And the line is called Whoopi and Maya. Yeah, so basically the point is 
weed-infused products for cramps and PMS and period pain and all of that stuff, which, like, those of us who live in the great state of California and other places where it is pretty much legal to consume marijuana for this purpose have been aware of for a long time. I am, like, really curious about, like, science-wise, what are you doing that's different that is specifically great for cramps that, like, my wonderful dispensary is not telling me about. (laughs) Right? I'm just like, I really, I really want to know, like, because the problem is that, like, there's not a ton of research on the benefits of medical marijuana because the federal government, like, won't let people (laughs) research what's going on. So most of your research has to be personal and figure out what it is. But I'm like, I'm really... I'm really curious to see like what some of these oils do because in all of the press that I've seen about it, Ruby and Maya really push home this idea that marijuana can be super helpful for period pain. And for those of us who have like debilitating cramps, it's like, who knows? Anecdotally, I can tell you that I believe that this works. <laughs> but oh you my know, God, I'm not completely. a doctor and this is not medical advice. So, you know, there's that Drake lyric in What's My Name where he says, weed white wine i come alive in the nighttime <laughs> this is like this is like what happens when you've had a day of cramps <laughs> i know right good weed white wine uh i come alive in the nighttime yeah okay away we go only thing we have on or is it we good good weed white wine i'm not sure anyway but like whoopi is basically monetizing a drake lyric which i 100 support i know one of the reasons too that i'm kind of excited about this is like a small aside by whoopi being like a lady ganjapreneur is that did you read that thing in buzzfeed by uh gina's like lady friend amanda lewis that wrote Shout about out amanda lewis yeah yeah that wrote about how like black people are shut out of the of the weed boom and so and that's true it's like black people disproportionately go to jail for selling marijuana that white people like disproportionately smoke right in fact, I want to look it up because she had, like, my favorite line in the whole... I, like, died when I read this. Oh, here it is. She's like, the few black people who have managed to start cannabis businesses or apply for licenses have sometimes found themselves subject to discriminatory law enforcement. Ugh, America. They've been followed by the stigma that black people who sell pot are dangerous criminals and white people who do the same are goofy hippies. So real with the goofy hippie line. Like, oh, totally. so, so, so real. So... It's like Whoopi and uh, Montel are essentially like the only two like public black people who are going into medical marijuana and might maybe make money out of it. Like Nick Lachey is making, Nick Lachey is essentially a who and he's making like bazillions of dollars. Well, there's Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg and a couple of other names, yeah, but they're all but they're, people they're who have gotten like famous selling, in other they're ways. They're not selling like volume. You know what I mean? Like they're selling like marijuana accessories. They're not selling marijuana. Which is different. I mean, KK, I heard all about it on this podcast. (laughs) KK. Oh my God. Yeah, no, but it's like, I cannot believe that like Nick Lachey is a weed kingpin. That's insane to me. That's like a a great shame on our country that if if he can make it and Whoopi doesn't, that will be the worst. Or that like Snoop Dogg doesn't. That's crazy to me. But it's interesting. Do better by your weed smokers. Because, okay, so not just rappers or whatever, like many, many famous people who play in the weed game it's like it's kind of jokey right like it's almost like a brand name that's like where's khalifa does not joke with those gold papers stop (laughs) i mean okay beautiful accessories but whoopi told usa today i don't want this to be a joke to people it's not a joke to women which is true yeah no i totally agree i think they like did the launch really well 
they're doing it like very slowly. There's like four products to start with. There's a balm, there's a tincture, there's uh, something called a sipping chocolate, which I'm worried about, and a bath soak. What I want to try is the balm and the bath soak. Tinctures, I have a hard time with. You know I don't really do baths, so... I mean, I love a tincture. I mean, I feel like this is the perfect split. We're going to try all the And I just had, like, the perfect vision of you trying to take a bath in a Trump hotel, like, ginormous tub. Oh, my God. Don't... We stayed at Ivanka's dad's hotel, and I took maybe the first bath of my life there. (laughs) Uh, You have to... Yeah, you have to explain to the people your aversion to baths. It's not like you're a weirdo. It's like, this is a real... It's an engineering problem. It's an engineering problem. If you are a very tall woman and you have primarily rented places that do not have deep, luxurious bathtubs, I mean, I do not live in luxury. It is cold. You live in, <laughs> like, you live in emotional luxury, boo-boo. I do, I do. But, you know, in terms of amenities. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah, those Trump hotels are nice. Ooh. Exactly. But anyway, so the bathtub there was deep enough. God, this is going to sound like a Trump endorsement. We are not endorsing Ivanka's <laughs> dad are not for his endorsing, Like We are not endorsing Ivanka's dad, but the man makes a fabulous hotel. Also, it is true. They smell so good. Oh, my God. Oh my God. You know, I'm like, don't okay. be, don't be president. Just be a hotel mogul. Like, how many more hotels do we have to give him so that he like stops wanting to be president? Maybe that's the solution. It's true. It's like a bratty infant. You're like, do you want three more hotels? Three more hotels? Yeah. And you stop? Obama like, should yeah. Obama should give him some hotel stimulus money. It's like just <laughs> give him the money and like go home. Well, I was very stimulated by the bathtub in Trump's hotel, so, <laughs> um, but at home, not really a thing, and therefore the uh, the bath soak or whatever Whoopi is selling, not my jam. Yeah, I want to, I really, I really want to try these. Uh, okay, Whoopi and Maya, stay tuned. Well, maybe, maybe we'll review some for you. Every generation has its challenges. Some would say that's the reason for its progress. It might start with a small act of kindness or a big idea that changes everything. It can come from the tiniest voice or the voice of a generation. Or it could come from me, Aminatu. I am one of six change-making women featured in Eileen Fisher's Good Goes On campaign this spring. The campaign highlights women empowering women, the importance of sustainability, and the power of good design. Eileen started in 1984 with the idea that simple clothes can make life easier. And after spending a day on set wearing a super comfortable ultra chic jumpsuit, I think she's really on to something. As a company, Eileen Fisher believes doing well by doing good, and that's reflected in the way their clothes are made. Timeless styles and quality materials that are responsibly sourced for less impact on the environment and a more positive impact on the world. It was a real honor to be featured in this campaign and meet the other women making a difference in their community. I've been a longtime Eileen Fisher fan, so this was a dream come true for me. You can visit EileenFisher.com and use the offer code GIRLFRIEND to receive $25 off of your $100 purchase. That's EileenFisher.com, offer code GIRLFRIEND for $25 off. Okay, in other political menstrual news, have you heard what's going on in Indiana? And when is something with period news not going on in Indiana? Because Mike Pence is the worst, like, governor of Indiana is the worst human. 
worst, a truly human. terrible human. Like so awful. He's so awful. I am like livid all of the time. Anytime I see his name and anything, the man doesn't believe in science. Like that's just like baseline. What you need to know. And he hates women. Um, so most recently he signed an anti-choice bill that basically says doctors and not only doctors, but like women are liable, um, if they have an abortion because of the fetuses, race, sex, or diagnosis of a disability. And not only that requires that the fetal remains be cremated or buried, even if it's from a miscarriage. And it's so infuriating because one it's just, like, trying to criminalize, like, lady behavior. But two, miscarriage is, like, a serious emotional thing, as is an abortion. And they're just, like, preying on your feelings in that moment to make you feel like shit. It's, like, essentially you could pass, like, something that is a ginormous blood clot, which, like, some miscarriages look like, and, they like, they'd make you do an entire ceremony for it and make you feel like a criminal. They're awful I mean, humans. Well, and to be clear, and this is what's always so infuriating about this stuff, it takes people who are opposed to the law pointing out that this is totally absurd. Like, do you really expect, like, everything that could be a miscarriage, that, like, we're going to hold a funeral and bury it in the backyard? People who actually pass these laws, I'm like, did you think this through? Like, is this a joke? Are you are you putting this out there just to make us angry? Yeah, no, it's so crazy. And it's like, when you read some of these bills, right, the language is so vague. And Mike Pence, like, people like him, they always pretend that they care about women i'm like who are all of these hoosier women that are petitioning their governor to like talk about all of this stuff you know like it doesn't exist it's just like it's policing like women's bodies well and so of course brilliant brilliant women in indiana and elsewhere are taking this legislation super seriously are calling governor pence's office to report that they've gotten their period which like let's be real might contain a you know like a, a super super tiny infantile embryo we don't know you just we don't know and the results are pretty hilarious. I know. Some of these are really funny. I.e., good morning. I just wanted to call and let the good governor know that I'm still not pregnant since he seems to be so worried about women's reproductive rights. Irritated lady on the other end of the phone. And can I get your name, please? Ugh, I love calling government offices because they have to take your name to report it. <laughs> and she answers, sure, it's not pregnant, Laura. <laughs> I feel like I want to change all of my like lady friends' names in my phone to like not pregnant Amina, not pregnant Gina, not pregnant Sarah. (laughs) Let's be real. We already do a dance every month when everybody like checks in that they're not pregnant. So, oh my goodness. I just like cannot. And like Mike Pence is like top five humans that irritates like the out of me. I just like can't stand him. I know. I mean, men with no upper lip, like don't trust them. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty good. I don't even. I can't even call it a rule of thumb. Rule of lip. <laughs> I know. It's like it's a thing. The only person in my like no upper lip that I let slide is uh, Aiden from Sex in the City. That guy has no upper lip. I mean, everybody loves John Corbett. I know. But, like, sometimes I worry. I'm just like, is it because we don't know enough about John Corbett? I know. You know what? That's the problem with celebrity crushes, always waiting for the other shoe to drop. I know. I've been waiting for the John Corbett other shoe to drop for, like, 10 years. And it's, like, so far, you know, like, so far okay. But I I do worry. Because the upper lip roll is, like, very, so far, like, so good. Has not failed me once. 
Right. So um, if anyone feels like calling Mike Pence to report a probable miscarriage or, or like possible miscarriage, a.k.a. your period, highly encourage it. A lot of these transcripts don't contain graphic descriptions of exactly what's happening. My, my personal point of view is like anything chunky should definitely be reported. So, <laughs> so, I'm going to send most... pictures. I'm going to send pictures and be like, did you get my email? Did, what do you think? Is it a miscarriage? Like, wasn't sure whether to report photo of the toilet bowl. I know. These people These people are so despicable. Like, not I also, okay. Yeah. It's also so rude to women who have actually gone through the experience of having a miscarriage that is very, very painful to them emotionally and physically. And, like, trying to politicize that experience in order to restrict all women's rights is just, like, doubly grotesque to me. No, I mean, that's, like, to me, like, that's the heart of it you know, is really making a farce of, like, people's, like, very serious lived experience is emotional. And just doing that under the guise that you care about, like, all women. What if we could get Mike Pence to fund the tampon of the future to scan for any sign of pregnancy? (laughs) Oh, my God. If we could turn the tampon of the future into a weapon that neutralizes Mike Pence, like, I would also (laughs) be happy to do that. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Like, don't pull the string. You don't know what violence would occur. (laughs) I know. And then he, you know, and then he's just, like, trapped in a bubble, like, forced to live amongst blood clots for the rest of his life. Ugh, yes, like floating in a yeah, giant Yeah, I'm bio. like, hello, you live in the endometrium now. Good luck. <laughs> the endometrium, a horror film about Mike Pence's future. news and this is just kind of a footnote many wonderful listeners tweeted at us this underwear that has a photo of ted cruz's face like printed (laughs) in the in the sort of like crotch area so you can menstruate all over it what i could not glean from this article is whether it's like actually period underwear or whether in order to menstruate on ted cruz's face you actually have to wreck your clothing and sofa It looks like it was an attachable, like, face, the blood dumpster. Ah. It's like an attachable, like, there was a Sarah Palin one, there was a, and I was like, I can't handle this. Or no, never mind, I'm looking at the thing now. Oh, what's attachable is a heat pack. That's genius. You should patent that, lady. And (laughs) then, oh, and the heat pack, is it on the front or the back? Doesn't matter. Feels good. And then (laughs) the blood dumpster is the one that has the face of the politician on it. Which, I don't know. This is still too much work. I don't feel like I want to spend money on a sticker of Ted Cruz's face even to menstruate on it, but yeah, I can understand also, how someone would like get the a thrill. idea of menstruating on someone as an insult to them. Ooh, yeah. I'm like not, I'm like not on board for that. It's true. I menstruate on myself and loved ones yeah, regularly. I'm like, I, I free bleed <laughs> out of love. Like, sorry. This is bit, like, it's true. Hard pass on this product for me. Ted Cruz doesn't deserve my precious nutrient-rich, like, uh, I don't know, genetic material-heavy period blood. But also, how how mad would he be? That's the best part, because they're so grossed out by it. Catch-22! Ugh, I know. No right answer. Do what you feel. (laughs) That's right. Do Do what you feel with your period blood. Personally, I'm saving it all in a jar. Uh... 
What else is going on? Oh, another fun thing that people sent to us that I know that we shared on social media is this amazing kid from Occidental College, Chance Ward, who wrote this like really great note on their Facebook about having tampons for the ladies in their fanny packs. And it was really funny to me. Basically, it's a case for why people who don't menstruate could potentially carry menstrual products and like be supportive to people who do menstruate because what is the big deal? Also, having a fanny pack at the gym, like top three, like boss moves. I'm just like, that's genius. Yeah, like they set the scene by saying, I'm getting my life together to truffle butter on the elliptical and wearing a fanny pack. I mean, wow. I know. Like, and then inspirational. Like, ugh. Also, I just love the line, me being me, I hit that girl with, girl, you Gucci, before reaching down into my fanny pack and giving her one of the tampons I keep in there. By the look on her face, you would have thought I did a magic trick and pulled 36 titty-tasseled bunny rabbits out of the damn bag. I was like, (laughs) thank you, Chance Ward, MVP 2016. Uh, yeah. I really hope when I read things like that, I start to like sway and think like, I believe the children are our future. I want to live in the chance future where this is just not at all controversial. And if you are like a generally like decent person who doesn't menstruate, you're just like, yeah, I'm not grossed out by my friends who menstruate. I know, that's what chance word says. It's like, why don't y'all love y'all friends that menstruate? And I was like, put that on a t-shirt. I know. I know. Put that on a t-shirt and send it to Mike Pence. Why don't y'all love y'all constituents that menstruate? <laughs> oh my god. We have some power lady contacts in Indiana who could make that happen. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. That's the thing, right? Is that in all of these states that are so awful for women, like some of the best women live. Oh my god, completely. Like and that's what's so horrifying, you know? It's like it's not it's not like the one woman who's quoted in favor of the bill. It's like, no, like people like chance live in states like Indiana. Uh, who are champions. Who are champions, yeah. Man, so much period news to catch up on. What else is going on? We honestly went to put together the agenda for this episode and we we're like, wow, it's 100% period news. Yeah, let's just, let's just talk about periods today. I love it. Uh, we're going to lose the like 72 dudes that listen to this podcast. <laughs> like, uh, they didn't make it far enough to feel guilty after hearing that anecdote about chance. If they made it that far, I don't think we'll lose them. I know, but I, you know, but I'm going to say this. If you're a dude that has hung in this far, like you also the real MVP. So, you know, like the few, the proud, the 4% of our listening audience. <laughs> Men. Literally 4% in the survey. I know. We took a survey. We know. You're just like, you are like, yeah. I mean, I don't mean to like give pats on the back because we all know like this is just basic, but. Yeah, that's right. But I'm just like, you know what? Hang in there. Hang in there. Also, here's the thing. You know, when the revolution comes, you know, like we're shooting people and like sending them to the endometrium. It's like awful place. It's, like, only men who know, like, when our, like, feminist Mad Max scenario comes in, it's, like, the only men who will survive are the men who know about this stuff. Like, let's be real. I know that everybody interpreted Mad Max as, like, pretty feminist for a mainstream action film, but I was still, like, I want to see the version where the dictator and, like, the the party in power is women. Uh, Maybe that'll be the third installment of Mad Max. But, mm. but it was pretty it was pretty good I'm not gonna lie I enjoyed I mean Mad Max Utopia 2017 <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> please it took that guy 20 years to make a movie you're not getting like the all lady Mad Max for like we'll be here years. episode like 600 and something being like have you have you seen they finally made Mad Max Utopia 
Anyway, let's like bring this back. <laughs> bring feel, it back. <laughs> I'm just like, and my body is so tired. Okay, well, I'm going to make it easy on you and read uh, an email we got from a listener. Okay, tell me. Okay. Megan wrote to us and said, During my monthly drugstore pilgrimage, I opted to seek pain medication for PMS-related cramps. Wow, she sounds like a drug commercial already. (laughs) (laughs) Opted to seek pain medication. Real talk. It's like, for me, it's more like growl stumbling to the, (laughs) the, like, pain relief aisle. Anyway, she says, I noticed the major brands and the generic brands of targeted medication for PMS include symptom relief for, quote, irritability. Stay woke, girl. I know. Perhaps it's because I haven't bought targeted medication for a long time, but it struck me as not just irritating, (laughs) but rather infuriating that a reasonable measured response to extreme discomfort is being cited as a medical symptom this pill can cure. Am I wrong in thinking these claims are reflecting value judgments and essentially policing how women should react to discomfort? Girl, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Preach. Preach. I mean, like, yeah, like, what man would not be irritable if it felt like there was a baby wolverine in his abdomen? (laughs) (laughs) Trying to claw out. Exactly. We've already litigated on this very podcast that if men got periods, like, they would give you, like, serious drugs for this stuff. Serious drugs. But, like, it's funny, too, because it's like, obviously, I hear those drug ads, too, and... And irritability is not something that I am, like, on feminist alert for. I'm just like, ugh. Anyway, props to Megan for calling this out. And she continues. She says, I ended up buying generic acetaminophen, but probably would have been happier with the diuretic and antihistamine they throw into the PMS products. Wow, she's really on top of it. Not add $3 happier, not no longer irritable happier, but at least more comfortable in my body. This lady is so woke. Like, so woke. (laughs) It's kind of crazy. In fact... This reminded me of another listener mail that we got like a while ago, a long time, by this like awesome lady who says that she's a certified pharmacy tech. Rachel, I won't say from where because maybe your job is really important, but like Rachel, who is in a very embattled state right now for women, (laughs) she said she was in its plain Jane form as it's listed in the drug facts on the box. So this is my doll. It it consists of three things, acetaminophen or your friendly neighborhood Tylenol, caffeine, and uh, this thing that I can't pronounce called pyralamine malleate, which is a first-generation antihistamine and a cousin of Benadryl. Midol is $10.99 for 40 for like 40 pills at the local three-letter chain right now, Lowell's, <laughs> which is $0.27.5 cents a pill. Ugh, love your pharmacy tech. Or you could get a 200-count bottle of generic Excedrin, which contains two of Midol's active ingredients, but with the added bonus of aspirin for $12.99, which is 6.5 cents a pop, and have a stockpile of pain reliever, like pain reliever goodness for periods to come. Like, they're always trying, the, the like lady tags, they're always trying to bamboozle us. It's like they put the shit in a pink box, make it like $10 more, and they're like, this is what you need. I mean, I gotta say, shout out to generic Excedrin, which has gotten me through, like, pretty much every, like, cramp disaster and every, like, truly catastrophic hangover I've had in probably the past 10 years. It's the best. Oh, my God. Um, Also, remember, maybe last year, there was that great article in the New York Times about the woman scientist who, I forget, like, what her course of study was, but she was, like, studying PMS 
<laughs> she said that amazing thing about how maybe those days that you have PMS and you're irritable and you're upset, that's your real self. And then just think oh, about yeah. just think about how the other days in the month you were just accommodating like assholes in your life. <laughs> I was like, or, that is so real. I mean, totally, totally plausible. Or you can take the interpretation that listener Megan takes, which is that you're irritable because you're in physical pain and discomfort, which totally makes sense. And like talking about it like it's a separate symptom is so infuriating. Yeah, you're like, there's literally a wolf trying to come out of my body. Of course, I'm irritable right now. I just heard a Shakira she-wolf when you said that. (laughs) Wow, Shakira reference deep, yo. I mean, it just happened. I just, I can't explain. Oh my God. Okay, now I really want to hear that song. That's perfect. (laughs) What else is going on in the world of periods? I mean, there's always, I feel like there's always news. I am currently experiencing a very, like, awful period. So I also just, I think that also colors how, like, annoyed I am at everything right now. Maybe that's why you're sluggish. (laughs) I mean, definitely. It's like, there's no iron in my body. Also, I just remember that in a moment of, like, stress today, I made, like, an Instagram account instead of taking a nap. <laughs> it's, like, mm. all, it's all coming back to me now. I made, uh, I made an, like, a Hillary Clinton Instagram account that I may or may not keep up. It's going to be really funny. Oh, my God. Did you make it public? Uh, yeah. What did I call it? Where's my phone? Lols. Instagram.com slash forever hills with a Z. It's, wow. pre- it's pretty good, and check out the couple posts. It's pretty good. I cannot wait. I, know, I love know that I that love... was my stress moment for today, and that I just remembered it. <laughs> I definitely went through a phase where I stress-created Tumblrs, but I don't think I've ever stress-created an Instagram. Oh, man. Remember when we used to sit on so many Tumblr properties? <laughs> just oh, my God. Squatters. I told someone recently how many Tumblrs that I had registered, and they like could they were it was like an internet civilian. It was not someone who was like playing <laughs> playing deep with registering lots of random URLs, yeah. and they could not believe I was like, yeah, like forty or so. Yeah, I went through my Mary Kondo like for my internet presence, and when I when it got to like deleting all those Tumblrs or removing myself from admin from them, I it was maybe the funniest day. Oh my like, god. Like I am here forever. You know who else does that all the time is um friend of the podcast, Rembert Brown. Like mm. maybe the number one Tumblr squatter in the universe. Sometimes you just want the name. He'll have like a one word idea and he's he's like Black Yelp, that should exist. Blackyelp.tumblr.com. <laughs> yeah. They're just all it's like every day his inbox is like a new uh, a notification for like your Tumblr, blah blah blah, turned one year old to <laughs> And you're like, whoa, that's what the internet was like doing a year ago. Oh my God. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, What else is going on? I found more period news while we were chit-chatting. Oh my God. (laughs) Tell me what else is going on in the world of periods. Um, It's an article in Refinery29 about a tampon alternative that is meant to make period sex less messy. What? Oh, this is the thing that all the tech people were upset about the other day. And I did not click. Explain to me why we're upset about this. I don't know why we're upset. I'm just going to read you the description right now. It says, this soft disc-shaped menstrual barrier 
wants to save you from the mess of period sex by blocking off your cervix. You can wear it for up to 12 hours, and with its sleek packaging and one-time use, it bears a stark resemblance to a condom, but it's really more of a soft period cup that is meant to make period sex more like regular sex. What? The reason I... Okay, I clicked on the website for this, and first of all, this is a bad website for a tech company. Like wrong like there's it's so, also called flex there's so many problems happening more importantly there are like pictures of people like laying in bed there's pictures of the product they don't show you anywhere how it works like this is going to fail i mean from what i can tell it just blocks your cervix so you don't bleed all over somebody's penis um <laughs> or hand or whatever like, is up there no i i do not support this product I mean, I feel like this goes back to the also, whole thing. Also, this like, website is so bad. If you go in the shop, it's a thing called Sacred Uterus, and all they're selling is American apparel tank tops. I can't. Is I can't. this a joke website, or is this a for real website? Is this what mainstream feminism hath wrought? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. There's, like, too much, like, menstruation stigma to now, like, add a product that's, like, here, cover your cervix with this little service bur- like cervix burka, and uh, <laughs> you can have sex now. Period sex is messy. If you don't want to have it, like, don't have it. If you want to have it, lay a towel down or do it in the shower. Like, that's, like, that's how it works. Nature's lube. What is your problem with that? <sighs> I just, like, can't handle it. Also, like, doctors say that, like, period sex may or may not help with alleviating your cramps. So... Just saying. I mean, it can't it can't hurt to have those muscles working in a way that feels good as opposed to a way that is painful. Oh my god. Also, I just like I don't trust the people who made this website to put anything safe into inside my vagina. Mm-hmm. This website is so bad. I mean, okay, I get that the website is bad. And I'm sorry, this is just, you know, my professional advice. Like, I'm so angry about this because of like how much press I got. Hold on. Why were people genuinely I saw people get mad about this, but I didn't I was like, you know what I don't need is like I can hear you furiously typing in the background. I know. I'm just like <laughs> I people were upset about this and I'm like, I don't need technology humans talking to me about vaginas. What happened? Um I don't know. I think what happened was someone created something that is like the summer's eve douche to cover up vagi- like vagina smells, but like applied to periods. Like cover up your period. It's like it didn't even happen. So you can have sex with someone who, you know, is grossed out by periods. Okay. Here's um, also the here's the pitch from the founder. Flex is so shockingly comfortable that women tell us they forget they're on their period while they're wearing it. Um, I don't believe that's ever gonna be true. Second of all, um, we've built a product that allows couples to increase their opportunities to have sex by 23%. The great tragedy of people avoiding sex on their period is that this is really the time when women want it the most. (gasps) Don't use it against us. (laughs) And then 25% of the trial signups are for men. Oh my God. If your boyfriend gives you or your like sexual partner gives you a flex to try, like you should put it over their face. I mean, this is a perfect opportunity to play No Flex Zone. They know better. I mean, you know better, right? Like, you know better. Oh my God. Like, ban all of these people. Also, 
I will only accept this once someone has created something that's like a semen catcher to reduce the mess. Like just plug, <laughs> just like this, like plug his penis so that you don't I have know, semen it's all like, over everything. Thread it around the urethra. <laughs> Men say they don't even notice they're not ejaculating. Like fuck off. <laughs> Oh, the only thing that we didn't talk about is that a million years ago, uh, this like UK company started offering menstruation leave as paid leave. What? I missed this completely. Somebody, like a couple of people, I think even one woman who works there like emailed us. Um, But yeah, it's called the Bexter Company in the United Kingdom. And they, yeah, it's like their policy kicked in in March. And uh, what did they say? They were like... Um, oh yeah, at Coexist, we are very understanding. If someone is in pain, no matter what kind, they are encouraged to go home. For us, we wanted a policy in place which recognizes and allows women to take time for their body's natural cycle without putting this under the label of illness. Oh, cool. Are we all working on our UK work visas? (laughs) Because I am ready to move. I mean, that just sweetens the deal if we have to move because Ivanka's dad wins the election. I know. So apparently a couple, according to this article that I'm looking at, but I'm also a little tired, so do your own Googles, companies like Nike and several companies from China, Japan, Taiwan, and South Korea also do this. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I mean, it's also, it's also interesting too. the language matters so much of like being like, ew, it's gross. Stay home versus like, yeah, if you're in pain and need a day, take it. Like, I don't know. Somehow the, the policy language surrounding it really made me love it more. I know it's great. They're like the purpose of this policy initiative is to create a positive approach to menstruation and the menstrual cycle that empowers women and men and supports the effectiveness and well-being of the organization. To restore the menstrual cycle as the asset it is. What? This is crazy. That's so incredible. I like it's so it's so incredible. I feel like I'm almost getting trolled. Like what? Um, and this is a lot of period talk. How do you feel? I mean, I feel it's really funny. Obviously, we are very pro-period, but I I feel a little worried that we're gonna alienate our non-period having audience, not just like, you know, people who identify as men, but that's generally. real. No, that's real. Yeah. Not every woman, um, not every woman menstruates, and menstruation's not a sign of like being a woman. I think that's fair. Right. So I don't know. I feel like I obviously care about it. I feel very political. Like I feel politic. It's politically important to talk about menstruation in a way that is just like, whatever, this is a thing that happens. And yet a whole episode, I'm a little bit mm, like, was that okay? (laughs) Um, Listen, I think that it was okay. Especially seeing that now we have this like very thoughtful caveat that we didn't even plan at the end. Well, it's because you asked me how I felt. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me your feelings. I'm yeah. I'm just like bleeding all over, like everywhere in the words of in the words of Donald Trump. There's blood coming out of her everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, Yeah, I'm like this is why I care. Right, and I'm out of wine, so I'm irritable. (laughs) Oh my god, do not run out of wine. That's a that's a problem. We've got um, some brief announcements for those of you who are coming to our DC show on Sunday, April 10th. Um, The first is super exciting, which is that we're going to have a very special guest. Congresswoman Donna Edwards will be joining us on stage for some real talk about being a woman in politics and about her primary race, which is happening right now. So excited to geek out with her. 
The other thing that's going on is some fabulous listeners are going to be collecting menstrual products to donate to women in the D.C. area who are homeless or otherwise in need of these of these things. So if you are coming to the DC show, please bring some tampons, pads, etc. to donate to that cause. It would be so awesome to be able to leave DC knowing that we've given this like huge supply to the women there who need it. So yeah, shout out to Donna Edwards, bring some tampons, and we cannot wait to see you on Sunday. Let's talk about other things like where to find us on the internet, which is callyourgirlfriend.com. Go to our website slash survey and take the survey and tell us what you think about everything and tell us about yourself. We want to get to know you. You can also find it on Twitter. We've tweeted it. That's twitter.com slash callyrgf. Yeah, we're very active on the Twitters. You can find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash callyrgf. You can find us on Facebook. You can look that up yourself. (laughs) And... (laughs) um, and this podcast is produced by Gina Delvac. Gina Delvac. Gina D. See you on the internet. <laughs> See you on the internet. <laughs>